Aloha, party people. You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 118. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum, the world's largest rum producer and winner of over 170 international medals in the past four decades. Check out their webpage at TandawaiUSA.com or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at TandawaiUSA. This episode is sponsored by Sapporo Beer, Japan's oldest and number one selling beer brand in the United States. Founded in 1876 in Sapporo, Japan, Saibei Nakagawa, the first German-trained Japanese braumeister, combined his advanced brewing knowledge with his passion for craftsmanship to create a one-of-a-kind beer. Celebrate this season with Sapporo Beer. For more information or to find a retailer nearest you, go to SapporoBeer.com or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Sapporo Beer USA. For this episode, we recorded live from False Idol in San Diego, California at their mandatory Mug Monday holiday party. We wrap up 2018 with our last episode of the season with a pair of Martins. Martin Kate of Smuggler's Cove, Halle Pele, False Idol, and more. And Martin S. Lindsay, historian, author, and curator of ClassicSanDiego.com. In addition, we are joined by our friends from the local San Diego tiki scene and organizers of Mandatory Mug Monday, Dottie DeVille and Matt Koken. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. And if you did, hit that subscribe button. Subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures. Shares on your social media pages are always appreciated. And if you'd like to help support the show, go to DesertOasisRoom.com to pick up some merch or make a donation. Every purchase or donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. Okay, here we go. Come join us at the Mandatory Mug Monday Holiday Party at False Idol. Martin. Aloha, Adrian. How you doing? What a nice surprise. So I just walked into False Idol, and there was Martin standing there in his glorious, handsome self. Oh, God. And Stop. Keep going. Stop. <laughs> right. Keep going. I didn't expect to see you down here tonight. Neither did I. I woke up this morning, got a wild hair in my ass, took a look at the frequent flyer balance, and said... I can go to this great party for five dollars and forty cents. I'm so on my awesome. way. What the hell? Let's Happy go. hour in San Diego. Let's do it. How many miles do you fly every year? Oh, it's, it's kind of terrifying, but uh, yeah. How I, many tickets do you get every year if you're flying a lot? I mean, um, how many are you, you? Well, you know, the beauty is when you when you own a bar and you get a you have a corporate card and you put all of your business expenses on one card right, and they all right, feed right, your miles. Right. So it just kind of fills up. Just by the, you know, it's just cost of doing business. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All I do is, you know, buy buy toilet paper and I get miles, you know. Oh, Nothing yeah, too fancy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all that kind of stuff. I keep forgetting you get to write off toilet paper. I do. You know my favorite write-off, though? No. What is that? Vintage Hawaiian shirts. Oh, the so wait a staff second. Staff uniform. 
So can I do that for the podcast? <laughs> uh, if it's incorporated, I think I bet you can because so, it's, here's the thing. if it's a uniform, although you're gonna have a hard time. <laughs> well, every time I do a podcast, a uniform that where you're not seen. <laughs> depending, depending on well, because I do have some video. Not all, yeah, yeah. not it's not all video, but when I'm coming to stuff like this, like like tonight, yeah. I'm here podcasting, and my tab is I'm gonna. I'm going to submit that. Of course. Why yeah, not? Because I'm working. You right? are working. So this is a, a business expense for me. Like Fair enough. Gas and, and, and cocktails and all that Absolutely. kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. so yeah. just talk, talk, to your, uh, talk to your CPA about writing off your shirts. Yeah, I'm going to have to see about that one. Now that opens <laughs> up a couple of things because, uh, well, wait, I bought this for a show? Can I write it off? I don't know. We'll find out. I don't want to put myself in trouble, so we'll see. But So anyway... How's your uh, holiday coming so far? Holidays are going great so far. Um, no complaints. Just kind of nice and low-key this year and home mostly. So it feels good. You're not traveling then this time of year. It's no, not, it's no. Not I kind of try to wrap up everything and, and, and wind down. It's yeah, just yeah. This, this was just kind of a spontaneous uh, oh, that's awesome. a spontaneous run. I miss these fine people. I miss these great guests. I miss my great staff. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's lovely to see. And I really wanted to check out this cool... Um, menu that they're running the uh the grinch themed uh, holiday menu it's got some terrific menu art so let's talk about this menu yeah it's hysterical because i the- love the names so i just ordered a drink titled your embarrassing uncle and everyone has a lovely um uh, seuss-esque poem underneath it says sweet and tart and kind of fluttery that gets spiced up honey buttery but but let me back up a little bit because the name is not just your embarrassing an- uncle it's the first part of the parenthetical name. subtitle it says your embarrassing uncle that drinks too much at holiday family functions. Yeah, that's kind of almost doesn't need to be said. <laughs> and if you don't know if who the uncle is in your family that's the embarrassing uncle, then it's you. <laughs> that's, right? Because then I'm right. asking myself, yeah, exactly. am I the embarrassing uncle? Because I'm thinking, who's the embarrassing well, uncle that drinks too much at family functions? Do you start the tirade at the dinner table? <laughs> I don't start the tirade at the dinner table, but I'm the one who drinks too much at family functions. Okay, that's true. No, but true. I'm the one who gets... But if you're stuck the, behind the but bar, if you drink too much, and then you go, you know, and another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an I love you drunk. So yeah, when yeah, I, no, when I drink, happy. I know I've yeah, known yeah, you yeah. for many years. Yeah, you're yeah, very yeah. Happy well, drunk. I'm, a, I'm a happy drunk. I start putting my arm around people. I start telling people that I love them, and all. You know, and I love you, Martin. And and here's the thing: <laughs> I'm not changed. even drunk right now. I'm sitting. I'm saying it Aww. as sober. See? Oh, a little. <laughs> Hang on. There's something in my eye. <laughs> yeah. Every holiday party. The first thing people want to do is go into the Desert Oasis room and order a drink, and then I get stuck back there. That's true. That's and then my true. wife gets pissed off because she's like, hey, everybody's in here. No one's out there eating. Like, the, the food's out in the kitchen, and, and everybody's in the room getting Set drunk. before us. Say it again. Punch right. bowl, my friend. Punch bowl. I, no, I got to do that. Don't get stuck yeah. behind the bar. I know. I know I got to do that. Speaking of punch bowls, yeah. what's your favorite punch bowl to serve? Oh. And are you doing that when you have holiday parties? Right, right. Are you ever hosting at home? Yeah, I we had a few friends over there the other night, and I did uh, crank out a couple of Mai Tais. But, you know, right now we moved about a year and a half ago. I don't have a home bar right now, so it's a very oh, unglamorous kitchen me. preparation. Wow. Home bar is all in boxes, which is sort of depressing. But uh, How does that feel? Uh, not great. But not is great, it? Because not only is it not out, it's not um, having to pay for storage. It's yeah. kind of a double wham, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't get to enjoy it, and it costs me. But you still have the Cove. Oh, yeah. So there's still. F- and you still have. Places like False Idol, Pele and, and False Pele Idol, and like, and so like you still so, yeah, have, so plenty you still of have your, your spaces, yeah, yeah. Yes, so I'm, yeah, I don't feel like I'm bereft of being in a wonderful space. So yeah, that's good. That's the good news. You know, so, that's, yeah. that's one of those things that 
someone asked me one time, you know, if if say your house burned down, you know, knock on wood, that that doesn't happen. Heaven for Finn. Yeah. Would you rebuild? Would you rebuild? Of course, I'd rebuild my home, but would you rebuild your bar? Ooh. And I actually contemplated whether or not I would. Right. Right. Because it is a lot. I mean, like start the collection over again, build the yeah. bar over again. But uh, I kind of feel like I, I can't not do that. It's so much part of my identity. Right. Right. Well, this got dark. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't mean it to get dark. Happy right. fucking holidays, Adrian. Um, All right. <laughs> um, All right. Let's <laughs> let's change the tone. Let's change the tone. No, of no, our, no. Of you, our no, your question was a good and thoughtful one. I'm giving you a hard time. It is. You no, know, it's it all right. You're right. Okay, so let's change the tone of this. Yeah, you're right. We're in a festive mood right now. Tell me what's on your Christmas list. What's on my Christmas list? Uh, for what wish list? What am I hoping? Well, let's see. Let's 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 do top three if money were no object. Top three within Rebecca's budget. Whoa. Okay. Gifts. Yeah. Jeez, I, I actually don't know. You know, Rebecca and I don't really get each other gifts anymore because no? I don't know. We just sort of. We just don't. <laughs> we buy okay. gifts for other people. Okay. So that's kind of no fun, I realize. But um, obviously, I wouldn't say no to a, you know, I don't know, nothing too exciting or different. I don't I don't know. I'm very, I, I we're very fortunate. Are you I, still- I, in terms of what I would want in my life, it's, I, I, I'm extremely fortunate. I have a okay, wonderful so gifts, staff. Gifts and, don't yeah. have to be material things. That's true. That's true. It, well, could, be, it could be a cruise to Australia. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> with, with your parents. <laughs> uh, uh, were that it were free, but it is not. <laughs> it comes with a heady price, both financially and emotionally. <laughs> I'm just curious if you're going to give like, you know, some kind of bullshit answer like world peace and feed the children and... <laughs> Clothe all the homeless or whatever, you know, because I know like those are all noble things, but I know yes. that's not what's on your mind. I, 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 I I'm, I'm really, I'm doing, I'm fine, <laughs> I'm good. Um, no, so I'm nothing sorry. on the list. No, honestly, if money I've never were given no any object, thought, so yeah, if money were no object, would you still, money be, were no would you still object. be doing what you're doing? Oh, no. Look at me. Yeah. For God's sakes, I'm 26 <laughs> years old. Look what this has done to me. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay, so if money were no object, so what would you be doing every day? If you were to wake up... What would up, I be doing every day? If you were day? to wake up and you had every day in front of you... You know, it's so funny. It's so depressing. But, you know, I always think about, like, you know, a lot of projects I'd love to do around the house if I had yeah. time. Which yeah. is really boring. But, you know... Gosh, I'd really like to scan those old photographs. That'd be fun. That's one. I know. It's, it's thrilling, right? So, you know yes. I, no, I think the gift of time is one of the great okay. gifts. For, Hi, this is your embarrassing uncle. Oh, thank you. And he when he comes to the sidecar. Side oh. Scotch rum. So the idea is to sip it on the side rather than mixing it in. Say hi to our audience, Melissa. Hello, audience. Right. <laughs> oh, look how pretty that is. Wow, look at your delivery. This okay. is great. You got a you got a candy cane and a Santa hat. I got to take a picture of this for the guys and at the Tiki Tea because this is the so obviously people can't see that I'm drinking out of a Tiki Tea Christmas mug. <laughs> and uh, there's a Santa hat and a candy cane on this. So it's beautiful. Ooh. So Martin how how um how many of these drinks have you tried on this holiday menu? On this me- on this menu? How many have you uh, tried? I've only had two. You've only had two. I've only okay. had two so two far. Two so far. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. But the night is young. All right. I mean, the night's not super young. I have to leave in half an oh, hour. Right. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see. I don't want TSA to throw me off the plane, right. so I have to kind of at least look semi-respectable. Okay. When I return. 
So, what are you flying? Because I hear that there's a Smuggler's Cove menu. Well, there was on Virgin, but there, Virgin's gone now. No, no, no. Virgin Atlantic, not Virgin America. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, if you go to the Virgin Atlantic Clubhouse at SFO, that's all Smuggler's Cove cocktails. On their, they have seven Smuggler's Cove drinks on the menu Very there. Nice. So, tragically, that means you have to be flying first class to London. So, it's a okay. it's a lot cheaper just to go to Smuggler's Cove and buy a drink rather than buy a $10,000 round trip to London. So, I would, I, I you know. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to drink this. So, I drink the sidecar first? Or what, you how do I try do a sip of, this is Mr. Schmitter's butter beer. Okay. Or butter, so, it's not beer, sorry. It's a butter liqueur butter rum. Liqueur. It's delightful. It's buttery, sweet, wonderful. Oh, my God. Isn't that good? It so, tastes like those little yellow... Um, candy those, corn? Those candies. Candy corn? Is that... No? No. Remember the little butterscotch candies? So which ones? The butterscotch candies. Oh, yeah, the yeah. The yellow yeah. butterscotch yeah, yeah, candies yeah, yeah. that, were, that were... Um, they used to give them out like, when they'd give you a like check at the end of your day. Like candy? Like yeah, in the little yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, the yeah, little yellow so. ones. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. Nice. And it kind of does so you go back and forth between the drinks and the butter sauce. Oh, do I really? Is that how you well, do it? Well, I think you can do it. And then if you get, you know, if you don't want to drink it more of this, just float it okay. like a Demerara dry float. Call it a day. Wow, that's good. Ooh. What's that on the roof? So, <laughs> is that Santa? I think it is. Or is it just a garnish hanging off the side of my beverage? I think, let's I go with Santa. Let's say it's Santa. What's Santa bringing us? Are you jumping in here, Dottie? I'm going to, yeah, come on in. I'm gonna jump up. Oh, nice. nice! Cannoli. Can you get one for us? Nice. They're Thank you. Okay. Norwegian style cannolis. So Dottie Deville is hooking us up with some rum infused cannolis. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly off like Santa. Okay. And then leave it to Dottie. All right. drinking her own signature beverage as we speak, and she'll tell you all about it. All right. Cheers, Martin. Thank, Cheers. Thanks Good for joining you, us. my friend. Aloha. Merry Aloha. Christmas. And Mali happy holidays. Malikalike Maka. Have a seat, Dottie. Hello. Hello. Aloha. Aloha. How's your mouth feeling these days? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been able to eat taco shop hot sauce. Oh, see? <laughs> Now, how do you feel about that now? I mean, I like, feel like I accomplished something. You totally accomplished something. So, for and our I listeners... Know it was like a little bit, but I really feel no, like it was like a milestone. No, that was not a little bit. So, for our listeners, we are referencing the Hot Wings Challenge that we recorded inside the Desert Oasis Room a few weeks ago. And Dottie, who doesn't even eat taco shop hot sauce, made it through the gauntlet. And she had last dab. And she had Big Fat 708. She had stuff that was... Ooh. Two million Scovilles and more <laughs> and more. And you know what's awesome is all those guys who make that sauce were commenting and they were like, oh, I hope Dottie's okay. <laughs> I hope Dottie made it. Did you see that? Yeah. And I'm like, is that awesome? No, I don't want anything hotter from you guys. Go away. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, my son's home for the holidays now. He opened the freeze day and he's, uh, he opened the freezer and he says, uh, what? What's? Why is there like this big thing of ice cream in here? And I was like, Oh, that's, that's because we did the hot sauce challenge. And he's like, Oh yeah, how did that go? And I told him all about it. So then I told him, There's something hotter than that last dab that we had. So the 708 was definitely hotter. It was definitely hotter. But and then it, I saw, and it was hotter by a lot, not just a little bit hotter. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, how did we describe it? A warm hug, and then it hit you in the face, just yeah. like knocked you out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said I kick you in the nuts, but yeah, yeah, like, like it was somebody that gives you a hug, 
And after they had their arm around your shoulder, they pulled down on you and kneed you in the nuts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a sleeper. That was a surprise. But then I saw they commented they have something hotter. hotter than that. He said that they had three more that were hotter. There's no way. Yeah. Like you would just die. And then he said that he has one that's milder, and it's called a 608. Ooh. So, so they go up like 508, 608, 708? Well, he didn't say that there was a 508, but he said there was a 608. I wonder what the 08 means, like 608, 708. Good question. 808. He told us there was the 808. I don't want to be there for that. I don't either. <laughs> I don't need that. Well, here's the thing. There are people who will eat that and say, oh, that's a good, that's a nice spice. Like it won't really phase them oh. or it will maybe like be a... The spice that they're looking for, but they enjoy it. Now, nope. That's that's to me. It's that's more than I'll ever enjoy. Like it, that will ruin my food. It's too much for me. Now, no, no offense to the 708 people. No, and no offense to the people that like that stuff. Just for my palate, I'm just too wimpy for that. I have soft hands. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I'm just I have soft elbows and heels. What and, I was thinking when that was going through my body so let me ask you how did i mean like were you peer pressured into tasting this stuff or did, were you, you were there and you just thought oh you know what fuck it i'm gonna do it too did we pressure you did we no, make you no, do no. something you didn't pressure me but you did give me a little pep talk and i was like yeah okay yeah all right come at me bro well but then i, I instantly regretted that i certainly <laughs> and i totally mean this 100 percent i I really admire what you did because I'm the kind of guy that when I start feeling pressure from other people, I start saying, no, fuck you. I'm not doing it just because you want me to. Like, I start to get real like, you know, no, 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 no. It's going to come for me. If I want to do it, it's going to come for me. So I think it was the um, mind over matter. Yeah. The you versus yourself. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, yeah. All right. Well, so now do you think every time you go on have tacos and burritos that you're going to get the hot sauce? I actually have been getting the hot sauce. So it is something that you're incorporating now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Are you starting to feel like, so if you eat that now, are you starting to feel like, oh, there's something a little bit lacking? This could use a little more kick? Um, No, I'm not there yet. Okay. But I have just been putting the hot sauce on. Okay. So maybe, actually, maybe Maybe I am. Maybe you are. Yeah. Maybe you are. And then, then, so here's what I'm going to, I'm going to predict is once you start getting used to that, you're going to start trying a little bit hotter. Oh, okay. Maybe. Right? Right, Matt? What's up? Have a seat. Join us. We're talking about our hot sauce experience. I was telling Adati how much I admired that she was open-minded enough and adventurous enough to try it. Which is very unusual because she hates spicy things. <laughs> yeah, she was a trooper. So and she's telling me fun. that she's getting taco shop hot sauce now. Yeah, and, awesome and I got a level three on my Thai That's order right. the other day. Usually she's oh, just see, a and, one. And Thai food too. Yeah. Wow. I'm a real adult. And and three yes. three according to most Thai places is a five or a six for white people. They say, are you sure you want a three? Like, it's a scale of one to ten. I want a six to a seven. That's awesome. So my thought is now, and this is what I was telling her, that I, I predict that when she's, because now that she's eating taco shop hot sauce, 
she's going to get used to that, and she's going to say, you know what, I want something that's got a little bit more kick, because that medium spice to you will become a mild spice over time. And then I'm going to hit up 708 and have a hashtag called Did you see 708? They were commenting. <laughs> that they were like, I, I, hope, I, hope, Dottie's, I hope Dottie's okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that, but I did see that the one that we had is not their spiciest not their one, which is impressive, because that had a lot of heat to it. It sure did. I think yeah. that sounds like a stocking stuffer for you. I'm always into it. I mean, <laughs> if you go down to Seaport Village, just a little kitschy, like, tourist trap. Right. Just their hot sauce. Oh, store. there's a hot cho- sauce shop there. Yeah. So the Hawaiian stuff I bought at a hot sauce shop in the Kalama Village in Maui. That was really good. It was good, right? I yeah. love that. And I bought three of them. I thought I bought four, but I looked in the refrigerator again. I only had three. And um, at the time that we were doing those and we were trying them out, my wife was videotaping me and my son because we were doing from mild to hottest just to gauge, like, which ones do we want. We wanted to get, like, three different levels. And my wife got a kick out of it thinking, like, oh, you guys are doing a hot sauce challenge. Oh, But, you know, it wasn't anything that was – it didn't kill our mouths, right? It was just really good. And they've been replying to me, too. They they um, re-posted my post on Instagram. They shared it. Or they did a repost or whatever. Nice. Yeah. Kind of, I'm wondering like if they had anything hotter because that smoked scorpion, it was marked high. But after doing that 708, I was like, it's just like ketchup, man. There's like no heat. The last stab? No, no. Oh. The, um, the, the Hawaiian one, the Maui, the high spice. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good. I mean, it's, the flavors are good. It's just I, that I didn't think it was as hot as they say it was going to be. No. You know? I like I vinegary. Was... So. I, yeah. That was up my alley. You like the vinegar? Yeah. So you like the Franks, that first one, that Franks yeah. Red Hot? Yeah. And like green Tabasco was the hottest I'd ever go. Well, I, I mean, Not I don't anymore. know what to say. Like, green Tabasco is like, you know, it's one of the lower ones. So I'm, I, again, I'm impressed. I think you're, <laughs> I think you're, uh, it's, it's awesome. I just wanted to be cool. <laughs> now, I saw Treg here. Treg's here. Yeah. Did you get his input at all about our challenge? Did he say anything? No, we should grab not. him. We should go get him. Let me go grab him. I'll yeah, be right go back. Get him. He's right there. He's, He's on the, the uh, other end. I really enjoyed Treg's hot sauce. Um, and then also Todd, uh, who's over there as well, has a really good hot sauce. Who I think they're both going on the market, at least at some okay. level. So I want to do another food challenge. Okay. What do you think we should do? Um, should we do another hot sauce thing, or should we do something different? Well, I would say if we did hot sauce to really go all in and like coat. I know you want to do, and then you want to start with last dab, and you want to go up from there, right? I, I think I was in a spice euphoria because that's insane. <laughs> Aloha, um, Treg. Aloha. Happy holidays. <laughs> you too. I would Mele say Merry Christmas, but you could be celebrating Kwanzaa or something. I don't know. So. Totally. Yeah, so uh, happy holidays. Dude, we put your sauce in the mix. Yeah. And it's a good sauce. Nice. It's a nice... I, I think that it's a really good, like, medium, and the, the flavor and the spice is, like, right down the middle. I think it's great. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And that was spicy when I first had it. I thought it was almost over the top for me. And then I started eating it on 
breakfast every single morning. I think you guys might have even tried just an experimental one that I had made that I was okay. trying out and I didn't quite want that. So, I wasn't going for that. So, so my now number that, six is my regular one. My uh, which one was this one? Number that six. Be, I think okay. it was an experiment one. Okay. From what I could see in the picture, if it has an X on the batch number or something. Um, so my number six is like a habanero base. Um, okay. I wanted to make basically the best like combination of heat versus flavor. A lot of times, like flavor will just dominate, or the heat or vice will just versa. take all the flavor right. away. So that day that we were doing this, I asked Matt, "What does it take to make a hot sauce?" Do you remember me asking you that? Because I think you said you wanted to try making some. So now that we have Treg here, maybe he can tell us. I mean, is it just a matter of throwing the peppers in a fruit processor? I mean, what else? And then carrots and whatever else you put in there? Is that it? Well, so basically the way I started, I kind of like to do things um, a roundabout way, like try to make them how I think that they should be, like made. Okay. So I go at a recipe and I kind of reverse engineer it and I think like, oh, this is what I'm going for, so I'll use this. And I don't really know how to make hot sauce, but I basically checked out which hot sauces I liked and tried to go from there, and I thought I could improve on them and stuff like that. And I, you know, was very meticulous writing down my recipes and stuff like that, and uh, finally got to the sixth try, and that's, like, my most popular recipe is my sixth one. And you're not going to name it other than number six? I don't think so. No, I kind of, I kind of like. I think that that's cool. Yeah, then you just call it number six. I've so, done more stills past that, but I think still the number six is the most popular. The best one. So, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask you about an ingredient. Are you willing to talk about <laughs> what's in it? I mean, I can't tell you my secret recipes. You know, no, 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 no. But there's one ingredient that I think, or at least I found unusual when I looked at the back of the bottle, and that was carrot. Okay. And how did you get But see, that, that, that doesn't sound unusual to me for really? a hot sauce. Just it... because I go at it from a weird angle. I didn't necessarily knew how to make hot sauce. I just kind of okay. threw what I thought. Does it add like a sweetness to it or a consistency? Like what was... Uh, maybe a little bit of the consistency, sure. Um, I, you know, I don't even know what the most thing it adds. Um, it's not one of the main ingredients. So... I was curious about if your approach was the same way that you approach when you make a cocktail, right? So there are certain combinations that work with making up cocktails, right? Certain proportions of spirit and tart and sweet. Definitely. That, you know, you, you, can, you can just plug in the variables and you'll always have a great drink just because of that particular... So my thought is that is does the same thing exist for hot sauce? I think I started doing my hot sauce recipes before I kind of became like so you a just home kind of bar just winged it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you've been doing that longer than? Uh, yeah, I okay. have, and I think I I go at them in the same way, definitely. Okay. I try to think outside the box when I'm making cocktail recipes and stuff like that too, just because. I okay. think if you don't try new things, you're never going to find sure. out what works, you know? My guess is that, well, you know, if you're going to be making a hot sauce, you could dial up the heat, right? And you could, I guess it would just depend on the 
the chili you use. Yeah, you know, definitely. So, have you had any of the sauces that we tried? Are you familiar with the the list that we ate? Um, uh, you know, I glanced at it. I don't. I certainly wasn't familiar with all of them. Okay. I was just curious. I highly suggest the 808. It's super mild. I think you can 808 do it. is awesome. It's sweet. It's like, sweet, yeah. yeah. Very it's like, just like a little fuzzy hug. Yeah. It's like warm apple pie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Matt, Matt is like speechless. <laughs> He's like... I don't even know what to say. The 708 was uh, intense. Even was a warmer intense. hug. Wait, who brought the 708? Was that you? No, it that was Brandon, right? Brandon. It was Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it was fun. We're gonna do maybe another food challenge. But I was talking to Matt earlier. What should we do? Should we do another hot wings challenge, or should I, we do something like not hot sauce? I I think you should do another challenge, but you should, should be? coat each yeah. wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Um, in the hot sauce. Because you got to get the whole mouthfeel and yeah. the lip burning and yeah. just the overall pain. It's just a lot more than just putting a dab on it and placing it. I in think your Matt mouth. just told me he's into BDSM. Yeah. With all the pain. <laughs> he wants the full experience. <laughs> hot sauce. He doesn't want you going in halfway, he wants the full fist up there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He wants to feel the burn. (laughs) I'm always down for hot sauce. Um, I mean, you could do a volume challenge, but that could be a little intense. Well, I'd rather do something mind. You mean like who eats the most hot dogs within 60 seconds or something? Right, something absurd. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. No, I like drinking challenges. Well, (laughs) that's. That's so yeah, that's kind of dangerous too. So we got to think about this because I do want to do another food challenge, but I want to keep it interesting because if we did like another hot sauce challenge, it might just be kind of oh they're doing that again, you know? I don't know. Well, I think if we do the research and start with something, I mean, it was a good intro with the Frank's hot sauce, the, the traditional, and working way up. But if right. we start with like the 708 or the 808. And yeah, you guys are you guys are crazy. I don't know if I'd want to do that. <laughs> I, I would have to do it if I was hosting it, but I don't know if I'd want to do it. I want to see someone cry. Yeah, and I don't think I saw a tear. No, no. Are you kidding me? Did you? Heather and I were crying with the 708. Okay. I put the napkin on my tongue to try to save myself. Did that make it worse? No, it made it. It was great. It was better than milk. Uh, it was great. The napkin? The napkin. I put oh, the actual napkin. That ha- that saved you? Uh-huh. That doesn't what make about- any sense to me. No, it doesn't. Because there's nothing there to relieve the pain. The napkin? Look. To neutralize the... Yes. Oh, interesting. I'm telling you, it helped. Okay. Those organic fibers really came through for me. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, folks, we are going to take a break because I want to get another drink. And um, yeah, we are we are uh, we're podcasting here live from False Idol during the holiday season for Mandatory Mug Monday. Yeah, I want to do a quick shout out because today, December seventeenth, is my dad's birthday. Oh, nice! Happy so birthday, happy birthday, birthday to my dad. dad. Uh, he's gone. He passed yeah. away like almost a decade ago. So, but you know, and I felt bad because I thought, uh, should I? 
pass by the cemetery and say hi to my dad, but I thought, oh, i got to get down to San Diego. So, um, we'll do a yeah, toast. that's what he would want me to do because he would want me to go drink because <laughs> that's, we'll that's how my dad. dad was. Yeah, we'll do a toast to dad. So anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Cheers. If you have a product, service, or event that you'd like to bring attention to, we can help. This podcast reaches thousands of listeners in over 100 countries every week. Imagine hearing your ad in this spot, just like you're hearing this one right now. Sponsor an episode and get the exposure you deserve. For more information, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on Services. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3, 6, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTShirtClub.com. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Tiki Tea, a family-owned and operated tropical drink bar in Los Angeles, California. Come get their house specialty, The Ray's Mistake, for only $6 on Wednesdays until 9 p.m. For more information, check out their website, tiki-ti.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Steadfast Pomade, a strong-holding, medium-bodied styling product for men and women, which leaves your hair looking slick, neat, and shiny with a clean, fresh scent. Order yours today at steadfastpomade.com. Okay, folks, we are back. And I am here with Martin S. Lindsay. Aloha. Aloha. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm enjoying the uh, Ohana festivities here. Yeah, me too. Full Idol. It's great. Yeah. Mandatory yeah. Mug Monday, as we say. So how many mugs do you think were on that bar tonight? Ah. Um, there were 100 people who had tickets. Okay. But I'm going to say... 80 to 60 to 80 months? What do you think? Yeah, I would say I'd, that. Yeah. I'd say you're no? right in the range. It's hard for me to gauge. That's why I'm asking. I think you're about right. I think maybe a little lower. I mean, 60. 60? Around 60. Okay. We could actually go through the video again if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just count it. I mean, <laughs> you know. Which is great. I mean, to do it. usually we have about, I don't know, 30 people who show up for Mug Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But tonight's a special night because it's the holidays. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Martin Kate flew in for this even, so it's yeah. a special night. Right? That was a crazy surprise. Yeah. yeah. It was a nice surprise. It was a nice surprise. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'm having a good time. I'm hearing about this new book project that you're working on. And yeah. I know there's a Kickstarter that just started about that. Can you tell yeah, us more is. about your book project? There is. Um, well, I started uh, out as a graphic designer, and I'm an art director, and I've always done design work for restaurants okay and things like that and so one of the projects that i thought would be kind of fun was to do a little research about san diego restaurants and then i started researching um, tiki restaurants in san diego and the history of tiki restaurants so i started a blog called called uh, classicsandiego.com okay uh, to publish my research findings and just kind of get that information out there and people keep Contacting me and saying, "Hey, you know what? My uh, my grandfather and my grandparents used to own this bar, and uh, I have all these menus and stuff, and no one's talked about it in a long time. You know, so it's like I'll go out there and I'll research it and I'll, I'll interview them and get the stories of all these people, and that's just part of the project. And as 
as a designer, I like the idea of getting all this stuff that's lost from the old restaurants and putting it out there again because it's a new discovery for a lot of folks. Um, for instance, like there's these old restaurants that were here in San Diego and they were super popular for maybe maybe just a couple years or maybe like 40 years. A lot of people haven't heard about them. You might find maybe one matchbook or one menu right. or a photograph or a postcard, maybe on eBay or something like that. But you don't know the stories of all the right, people right. and the, the troubles that it took to go in and start it up. And it's a family affair, that kind of thing. So I started collecting all these stories. And then as a result, I have enough for a tiki book. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, actually, Martin Kate contacted me when he saw um, my blog. He said, "Hey, you know, we're starting this restaurant. I mean, the, I mean, this this um, this bar here in San Diego called False Idol, and we we're talking about having having a display case or something like that with all of uh, like historic San Diego stuff." I said, "Well, I've got a lot of that. So if you if you come here to False Idol and you look at the bar, all of the stuff that's in there in that display case." Is from the stuff I've collected. Well, not oh, all. That's of it, pretty but cool. So that's your personal stuff that's in there, then. Yeah. So it's it's not the originals. We made prints of it because okay. you okay. know we wanted to archive the originals. Right. But yeah. Right. Still, it's a lot of old things and even ads like right. for the opening day of Bali High. There's an advertisement from the newspaper that's there. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So these are the shadow boxes that are in the bar for yeah. the people that are listening yeah. and they're curious about what we're talking about. There are shadow boxes in the bar counter. So if you're sitting at the bar, you can look down into these shadow boxes and see all yeah. this historic stuff. That's pretty cool. So yeah. I've got a few questions about this book project. Yeah. What, what are some of the things that surprised you about your research? Oh, well, <clears throat> you know what? There's a, there's a certain number of places that everyone knows about. But there's also a ton of old, old bars that maybe were here for maybe 10 years, five years. You know, sometimes there's a five-year lease, a 10-year lease in a building, and they lost it after the fact, or it wasn't that popular or whatever. Um, there's all these places that were there. So we were talking about 60, 80 different bars and restaurants over the last 90 years. Okay. Just in San Diego, yeah. the San Diego area. But it's not also just San Diego. It's Tijuana as well. Okay. And that's one of the things that I talk about in the book is how San Diego's tiki culture actually started in Tijuana in 1928 during Prohibition. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. nothing pretty much in San Diego, I mean, all, all the restaurants and bars now start in the 1930s. And what was the bar that you talked about in your um, presentation recently in TJ? It was a very specific uh, location with the mural Oh, in so TJ. In TJ? Yeah. Uh, so that's 1928. Uh, it was the Aloha Cafe on okay. Avenida Revolución. And somebody found those murals, right? Um, or well, it it started in 1928, and then it, it, there's a lot of fires and things that happened in Tijuana. Um, you know, a whole block would burn down, or they'd rebuild, and by the time uh, they rebuilt, it would be like maybe a week later they'd rebuilt. But there's this place called the Aloha Cafe, and it was founded back then 
And there was a San Diego artist, a mural artist named um, Russell Dale Moffat. And he did a lot of murals here in San Diego and, and um, La Jolla, everywhere in San Diego. But he also did stuff in Tijuana as well. So he did all the murals there. Um, about 19, oh, actually t- 2005 or so, the place was already shut down. The owners of the building were going to clear it all out, you know, and try and rent it again. A guy that owned a surf shop a door, couple doors down, an American that owned a surf shop, said, hey, can I take a look at all this stuff you got in there? Can I just look in there? Yeah. He said, yeah, sure. You can take whatever you want. So up in the attic, he found a bunch of rolled up canvases. It turns out those are like the old murals that used to be in this place and or maybe a place called the Waikiki Cafe as well, which How he cool did murals for. So they're all rolled up there, and they were just all collecting dust and just yeah. destitute. I mean, they were just horribly in yeah, bad shape. Yeah. So um, a friend, a painter here in San Diego named Norm Daniels, sent me the photos. And, you know, I said, hey, I remember this story, you know, here, let me, let me show you these photos. And he, he took photos of these things. He said, I want to buy these things for this guy, right? All you need to do is just, like, I, I, I got to go get some cash. Another, another lady said, well, I have the cash right now. And the guy sold those paintings Wow. to her. Wow. And we don't know what happened to all of them. We know what happened to one of them. So one okay. of them was a, a, a guy on a surfboard. It's a beautiful old painting. And it showed up in a rare surf memorabilia auction later on. And it sold for $14,000. Holy moly. Crazy. Wow. So there's tons of these other paintings somewhere. Somebody has them. But we have some photos that... That they snapped of those those murals, and we have those in the book as well. Okay. So that's kind of like new stuff, you know, new yeah, research, yeah. and it's just you get to know talking people, talking to people, and yeah. you find out that stuff. Is there a favorite of one of these old spots mm-hmm. that you like the most? Well, we are here at False Idol, but it's right. not old. But it's so. not old. But no. I mean, like, some of these old spots, you know, when you do research and you see some of these old places... It makes me want to get into a time machine and oh, go back and see some of these. I mean, like all the old down the beach Hummer restaurants, all the old Trader Vic's restaurants, the Islander, uh, things like that, right? Yeah. The Luau. Is Can we, or not we, Martin, blow your mind with a yeah, yeah. location that was supposed to be here in San Diego but never came to fruition? Oh, you're talking about the Maikai. I'm talking about the Maikai. Oh, the Maikai wow. in Mission Valley. Wow. Yeah. So the owners of the Maikai in Florida were in negotiations to try and um, get a Maikai built in Mission Valley. And it would be right across from this brand new shopping center that they're building in Mission Valley in the 60s called Mission Valley Shopping Center. Wow. It would be next to Bolero Bowling Alley, which was already there. Bolero. And now we know it as the Scottish Rite. So we almost got a Maikai out here. We almost almost, had a Maikai out here. They bought the land, um, but they just couldn't get it through uh, the city permitting departments. And they had it for about five years. They sold it, and I think they made a $100,000 profit off of just the land at that time. And at that time, that that was a lot of money. It's still a lot of money. It's a lot of money today, but I mean, like, (laughs) back then, I mean, you know. Yeah. 
They're so, going to see dollar signs, and they're going to say, it yeah, It would have been cool if we had a mic type. Yeah. And that's one fact that I find that most Tiki files don't know, which is no, really fun to, that. like, spring on people. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're researching yeah. and you're combing through old newspaper archives. Yeah. And you see an article, it's like, wait a minute. Maikai? Wait, these guys just bought this property and they want to make a Maikai here? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's kind of cool. So let me, let me look into that. You know? How much of, and I'm sure that there's a lot of Shelter Island in, in your book, how much history are we going to learn about that? Because Shelter Island looks like it was built for Tiki. This right. is very true because they had every, a whole bunch of rules in Every building down place. there is, is like an A-frame, like a sweeping A-frame that or was, some kind of theme nautical and yeah. That was part of the master plan that okay. you had to have a certain Polynesian style. Okay. They had a color guide, and including for Mission, uh, Mission Bay. They had a color guide that you had to have wooden shake shingles. You had to have the pumpkin, the turquoise, the rust colors. Wow. You had to have uh, wooden signs on things. Now, a lot of that's gone out the way. Yeah. Um, because the Port of San Diego, who controls that whole area, is wanting to make it a little more modern, you know. Right. For example, Red Sails Inn, you know, it, it closed a couple of years ago. Or a year ago? And we were there for the closing night. Oh, I, I just have to say this real quick. It was sad, we, but you know. <laughs> it was really sad. Yeah. But we ended up getting, um, we ordered food, and it took us about two hours to get the food because they didn't have anything. So every time they came back with a plate, they didn't have what we ordered. Well, you know what's a bummer is I stayed at the Kona Kai a yeah. few years ago. And it's still called the Kona Kai, but it's got this whole, like, modern Spanish kind yeah, of theme well, that's, or that's, modern that's, Mediterranean, whatever you call it. It just doesn't look Polynesian anymore. Today, but it's still called the Kona Kai. Well, it is. It's still called the Kona Kai Club. I mean, it was, it was tiki for years and years and years, and people used to come there. I mean... I think Jerry Lewis even had his yacht that was there for years, and he'd go go to to the restaurants there. He'd go to Tarantino's. Yeah, he he used to come there all the time. There were a lot of stars that would come there and stay there because it was called a a botel, not a motel, a oh, botel. Yeah, you know, you that, could, and that's because of the docks and everything. Yeah, exactly. There. Yeah, you yeah. Could yeah the bring your yacht up there right, from right, wherever, right? And then, you know, enjoy your time here in San Diego. But that's what Shelter Island was kind of built for when C. Arnold Smith and uh, John Bates, the the port commissioner at the time, got together. And they kind of wanted to make it uh, a home for yachtsmen and for having the boats and for having the vacation time. They also were competing with this new state called Hawaii that was just a a state, you know. And so it's like you could spend a lot of money going to Hawaii on a really expensive plane, jet, one of those new jet, well, new, one of those newfangled jets, or you could um, go to San Diego and save some money and yeah. go to Polynesia right yeah. there on Shelter Island. Go down to Shelter Island, yeah, because yeah. all the all the buildings and everything were supposed to be developed for that style. Yeah. So, how long did this book project run for you? I actually started the first research in 2015. Okay. So you know three years or so that I've been doing. But it's been all kinds of restaurants. I have Mexican restaurants, Chinese restaurants, Italian restaurants. Okay. I just broke out the the tiki section for the first book because there was enough information for that. So is your 
plan to release a series of books that follow all of those different styles, and the first one is Tiki. Heck yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to inundate awesome. people. Well, I'd love to see it. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see this project. This sounds like an awesome book. You know what? It, it is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of new imagery. There's a lot of new research that, that hasn't been published before. Um, you know, I found a lot of really old photos and things. I have people sending me stuff like grandkids of people that have owned restaurants. They're sending me information and pictures of their stuff. That's the best. Speaking man. of that, yes. that's the best. Martin interviewed my grandmother about a restaurant that yes. my family was involved in. Yes. And I ended up buying a bunch of the old Tarantino's memorabilia from the 60s, right? Yes, you did. I got the ashtray. Yeah. Some matchbooks and so that's a whole other section of very yeah. nice seafood restaurants. Seafood nice. restaurants of yeah. San Diego, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> very nice. Yeah. So anyway, so doing a Kickstarter. Let's talk about the Kickstarter okay. because we want everybody out there to hear this and support your project. Oh, yeah. How can people contribute to the Kickstarter and get a book? All right. So you can go to classicsandiego.com/book. Okay. And you go to that page, or you can go on to Kickstarter and, and search for 90 years of classic San Diego tiki, if you want to do that. It's easier to go to the rest the, the, the website. And the links will take you to the Kickstarter, where you can, you can make a pledge, you can back the project. And we're, we started um, about a week ago. We got three more weeks. January 8th, you should probably like try and back by. We've got, a, we've got a regular book, we've got a sign book, we've got a book plus a poster you can get. We've got um, a couple other pro other backing projects you can get. Um, that was my photographer. She took my author shot for the <laughs> book. So let's give her a shout out. Yeah. Susanna Vestage. Susanna Vestage. Vestage photo. And so. she, just, she just walked off. We were yeah. just going to have her say hi to hey. our listeners. But. They're all leaving. Right. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you you can get a bunch of different things. So we have actually a couple different things too. Uh, like for the thousand dollar level, we've got uh, an original photo album from Santa Catalina Island. Wow, which has some tourist photos of Christian's Hut. Very cool. Which was Christian's Hut was the original um, restaurant on Santa Catalina Island that was built as a set built for as a set. Yeah. Um, Mutiny on the Bounty. Right. It was owned by Arthur Lachelle. And he came to San Diego and hooked up with a, a woman named Aline Hudson. And they started Christian's Hut in San Diego. It was there for about a year and then it went bankrupt and then Tom Ham bought it and renamed it Bali High. Yeah, this this is where the goof came from. The, the goof came. So this is the original place on Santa Catalina and there's right, some pictures right. of it and there's like a picture of Errol Flynn getting right. looking pissed off at the photographer of taking his picture. <laughs> there's a picture of uh, Victor McLaughlin, big star back yeah, there. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That, that original thing is like one of the items on there you can get along with I think we have like four different copies, four copies of the book, that kind of thing. You know, very cool. So, I don't want to part Dude, with I, it, but if you're, he's got to do a symposium at Tiki Oasis. I'm uh, telling you, man, you really do. I'm I telling you, should. Otto, are you Otto, listening? Baby Otto, Doe, are you listening? Yeah, Martin seriously, Lindsay needs to get on that. This is we, a local we can't San talk Diego. About that. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, we're suggesting it. 
That's We're suggesting. suggesting. Yeah. That's a great suggestion. I like that. Um, <laughs> but I did take I did take all this information and I did a talk at the San Diego Public Library in September. Um, Which for, I've never woken up that early in my life. Oh come on! It's go. Saturday mornings. Every third Saturday of the morning, you get a free public lecture about something having to do with food or culinary history, and it's sponsored by the Culinary Historians of San Diego. It was absolutely amazing. Which I am a member of the board, so that's why I'm advertising it right now. There you go. But um, it's free. So we can't charge, but it's always something new and something interesting about history or food or whatever. So, yeah. So we did a tiki presentation there, and it was packed. That's awesome. San Diego Ohana people, thank you so much. That's awesome. So for our listeners out there, let's support Martin's book here. Let's go to the Kickstarter, ClassicSanDiego.com slash book. Yes. So get your book. Get your book, and, and you know what? I didn't know that it was going to be that in-depth. I didn't know that San Diego almost got a Maikai. I know. San Diego almost had the Maikai. That's we, that we almost a had a... Crazy, man. That's fucking we crazy. We almost had man. a Luau. We almost had a Portzacal. Contiki Portzacal. We almost had a Super Bowl win, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome, awesome. But, yeah, but we, we got a lot of good stuff, too. Yeah, we did. I appreciate you sitting down to the show, Martin. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Aloha from Mandatory Mug Monday. Yeah. Aloha. Mandatory Mug Monday. Aloha. Yeah. And mucho mahalo from me. Yes. Mucho mahalo. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to leave a shout-out, stop by our Facebook group page, Inside the Desert Oasis Room, or follow us on Instagram at Polynesian Pop. To listen to previous episodes or be featured in a future episode, go to DesertOasisRoom.com.